Hi everyone, welcome to the Box of Shadows. Um, I want to do this episode on uh, the Molly Miller and Colton Haynes case. Um, there, it's a missing persons case, and it's from down in Oklahoma, Love County, Wilson County area. And I think it's just a really sad situation, and I think we just need to definitely bring more light to it. Molly was a 17-year-old, just like any regular 17-year-old. She had a bright future ahead of her. She was in softball. She was a good kid. Um, around the time of, time of her disappearance, she was kind of mixed up in the wrong crowd. But that can happen to a lot of kids, and I don't think that that should be in any way deterrent from the person and the girl that she was. Um, she had a good head on her shoulders. She was sweet. She was kind. Her family have nothing but good things to say about her. Her friends as well. And they just really want to bring her home. And they're not giving up. And I think that's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. But the case is definitely, it's crazy. And it's, there's a lot of twists and turns. And there's just a lot of, there's a lot of cover-up and corruption and just messy, messy waters. And it's just completely destroyed the investigation. Because now, with so much corruption and everything, you don't know what's, what's real and what's not real. And I think that has been a huge deterrent in this case. When you have a small town where everybody knows everybody and you know... You know, you hear rumors and you hear things and there's this and that and family knows family and those family know, you know, it's just, it's, it can become a huge shit show. But I 100% believe that we can bring Molly and Colt home and I really, really love the documentary Up and Banished that just came out about this. Um, I didn't know about this case until I saw that. And then when I went on YouTube to find more information about it, there wasn't really a whole lot out there. And um, Paula, which is Molly's cousin, she does have a Facebook group and it's called, um, it's called Operation Find Molly Miller. So if you want information or if you want to be updated with this case, I highly, highly recommend her Facebook page. She seems such, she just seems like a lovely lovely woman and she just really wants to bring her cousin home she just really wants to have answers and I feel like if enough people are talking about this and it gets out there I really think it can start you know making the people that's dirty in this situation put a little bit more pressure on them they need pressure and they have not had no pressure since this case has started since the very first day that they were recorded missing, there has been no pressure, no really good investigate, nothing. It's just sad. They, you know, you hear officers saying, well, we need probable cause. We need, we need, we need proof to go, you know, and search this land or do this. And it's like, what are you talking about? There is enough proof for you to go search this kid's land. Or even just bring him in for questioning. It's it's just baffling how sad and just it's it's so messy. So I'm I'm gonna start with the facts of what we 100% know, and then I will kind of go 
and um, go down the line of each person, what they did that day, the day that <clears throat> July 8th was the official day that they were missing, and, you know, um, kind of go down the line of what their story, what their alibis are for that day and the continuing days after the whole situation. So, on July 7th of 2013, Molly, Con, and Cool were driving in a 2012 Honda Accord, which, crazy thing enough, um, Con's girlfriend, Sabrina, actually reported the car stolen, and she's in trouble now because there has been proof that she lied. <laughs> um, but I'll get into that as well. Okay, so July 7, 2013, Molly, Colt, and Con were in the 2012 Honda Accord. They were, we don't know why they were together. Um, there's speculation, but like I said, I'll get into that later. But they were all in this car. They went to a gas station or like a mini mart or, you know, some kind of convenience store. And Con, like, did a donut in front of these two cops. And I guess he's done this many times. He's been, he runs amok all the time and gets away with it. So he did the donut in front of the two cops, and then they went on a high-speed chase. And this started in Wilson County. So then as soon as Colt crossed over into Love County, which is where he lives, and where the sheriff Russell, or where Russell is the sheriff, and I will get into more on that in a minute. Um, sorry, I just, I need to keep it straight so that I don't get confused. So, after he crossed into Love County, the cops called the sheriff, Russell, and said, hey, we need help. They, ex you know, said what, what was going on. And he, the sheriff said, call off the chase. I don't need any more of my vehicles banged up. So... After Con turned down a dead-end road, which was Long Hollow Road. I'm pretty sure it was Long Hollow Road. It dead-end. That was the road that his house was on as well. The cops, they, they pulled back because that's, I mean, this was out in, it wasn't in town. This was like out on the back, back skirts of town. Dirt roads, gravel, it's just, if you don't know your way around there, and especially at nighttime, it can get scary, and you're trying to go fast. It was just... So they had no choice but to back off because the sheriff said to. So that was the last time that anybody saw that car with those three occupants in it together. Okay? At 12.45, Molly's phone rang to 911. It was online for five seconds, and then the call dropped. And in between 12.45 and 9.33 the next day, on July 8th, they made, her and um, Colt both, made many attempts to call friends, to call 911. <clears throat> they was saying they needed water and um, a ride because they didn't know where they were. So, and then officially at 10 o'clock, both their phones died. And that was the last time anybody heard from them. So when Molly's phone called 911, Marietta Dispatch did not dispatch an officer to that call, which I think is 
pretty like wait a minute why would you not dispatch a call especially if that same number is calling over and over and now Paula which is her cousin Molly's cousin she has all the phone records so there is 100% proof that them three were in that car and plus friends that they were with the day be on the 7th before the chase said that they were together because Colt had drugs that he needed to get rid of and he called Con, you know. So that's an assumption. Um, but that would make a lot of sense, especially because Colt and Con did not get along because they both dated and messed around with the same girl. Um, Con was dating a lady, I don't know her name, but um, she eventually broke up with him because he was physically and verbally abusive to her. And then she met Colt, and they ended up having a son together. So Colt and Con did not like each other, as what the friends say. So the only logical explanation was the drug situation. And everybody knew that Con was bad company. They knew that he did drugs, that he was just bad news. So, um, I know that after 1245, Molly was calling a bunch of people. And I, we also think that, um, Colt was using her phone as well because there was a, there was like 39 phone calls to a kid named DJ. And we, be, I believe that was Colt's friend. So I don't know if, um, his phone, if, I don't know why he was using her phone, but there was obviously a reason. Maybe his phone didn't have service. But according to the friends that they did call in between 12.45 and 9.33 the next day, they said that Colt was very upset. He, they needed a ride. They needed water. Um, Colt climbed up a tree to try to, we're assuming to try to figure out where he was. But Colt climbed up a tree. I guess he fell out of it and he broke his leg. And so they were kind of stuck in this ravine and they didn't know where they were. They they told everyone that they were on Oswald, um, which is right. I mean, Long Hollow Road is, it butts right into Oswald. So they're like right there. And Khan's property is by is on Long Hollow, but it butts up to um, Oswalt Road. I'm pretty sure. They have a lot of land out there. Um, so, um, yeah. I guess when Cool and Molly were calling friends, four friends showed up to Khan's house asking, Hey, what's going on? We need to find Molly and Cool. Do you know where they are? Because Con was home the next morning. I don't know if I said that, but Con was home the next morning. And the car that they were in was gone. Didn't know where it was. And Colt and Molly were out in the woods calling for help, trying to get help. So the four friends got together. It was three boys and a girl, I believe. And they went to Con's house asking what's going on. And Con was saying he didn't know, he didn't know, he didn't know. He just kept denying it. And then he finally looked at one of the friends and said, you remember where the Mustang is? And the one friend said, yes. He said, it's down around there. So I'm assuming that was on his property. And regardless, I 
they went there and looked, I'm pretty sure, and there wasn't anybody there. I even know that the family of Molly went out and someone came out of their house and was like, what are you doing on my property? And they said that they were looking for missing persons. This was not on this, um, this was not on the 8th though. I think this was like, um, Paula, she found out, um, on the 14th, I think. I think it was on the 14th. Um... I'm not sure, but I know it wasn't the next day, and I'm pretty sure she said she found out through Facebook. Um, but, like I said, as soon as both both of their phones died at 10 a.m., and no one's seen or heard from them since, I'm sorry, but if you're lost in the woods, especially by a friend's house, you're not just going to disappear and never be found again. Like, something had to have happened. This is me assuming but it just seems very odd that both your phone, both Molly and Colt's phone died at the same time. And then I just don't understand if Khan knew where they were. I don't understand why he wouldn't just go get them and bring them to a road or like get them. And I just, it, it, that's what I'm saying. It's just so confusing. And to make it even messier, Khan's cousin Remember the Sheriff Russell of Love County? That's Khan's cousin. And he actually um, got in a lot of trouble for corruption and he's not the sheriff anymore. So, like, there's just this huge... It's just such a mess. And after Molly and Colt went missing, Khan's um, cousin... There's so many cousins and friends and uncles, it can get very confusing... Um, ended up coming in contact with a machete and a gun that was handed to them by Khan's mom saying, keep a hold of this because this is going to exonerate Khan one day. And that family member did not want to hold this stuff. So they actually called, um, I'm pretty sure it was the OSBI, to let them know, like, hey, Khan's mama brought me this stuff. I don't want it. And this happened right after, right around the Molly Miller and Colt Haynes situation. But um, I know the car that they were driving in, the 2012 Honda Accord, it was found in August of that year. So just a few weeks later. And it was on Khan's property. And it, um, and it was completely totaled. So, they found the car, but they did not find Molly and Cole, obviously. But they did take the car, but the the cop that found the car said that the, the family couldn't go and look at it because the they've already had it taken away, which that was all a lie. There's just so many lies and manipulation in this situation. So, um... I know that the Molly Miller's family hired a private investigator and they ended up finding out a lot of things, which was in that documentary, Up and Vanished. If you want to get details and like good information, go to watch Up and Vanished or um, 
definitely go to Operation Find Molly Miller because they are amazing. Um, but, um, in 24, January of 2014, Khan was arrested for multiple charges, including eluding a police during the car chase so during the night that Molly and Colt was with him. Um, he was sent to he was sentenced to 10 years, but he only served roughly four years and released in March. Um, Sheriff Joe Russell was arrested due to an FBI investigation in July of 2016 um, on charges of corruption in office, willful ne neglect of duty in maladministration. And in March of 2017, Russell accepted a plea deal for willful omission to perform duty. He pleaded no contest and was sentenced to a year of probation and he had to pay court cost of $300. Which is crazy because Sheriff Russell was known to have he got he got the corruption charges from having methamphetamines in his house and having his family sell it, and he knew about it, and then having strippers come over and make them strip for crystal meth, and it was it's it's disgusting, but um. Yeah, I just think this is this is crazy, and there has been, um, and there was another police report of Khan's sister. She made a report saying Khan told her that he's going to jail for murder, and she thought it was odd, so she made a report, and she, but. The thing that blows my mind is they have not searched Khan's property and they say they don't have probable cause to search it or to get a warrant. I'm sorry, but if he's the one person that had last seen these two individuals, how is that not probable cause? How is that not enough reason to search his area? It's just baffling. If someone came to my town and they were looking for Bigfoot and they saw hair in my window, they're like, oh, that's probable cause. I'm coming to look. There, it's just, I don't understand why or how. And they want to say that they don't know, they don't know. There are phone records that put them together. They have text messages. They have all of the, all of the ping, where the phones ping, they all ping from the same. There is... 100% proof that Khan was the last person to see them. And what gets crazier is Khan's brother. Um, oh my gosh, what is his name? Oh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, I don't know what his name is. I forget his name, but um, it was his brother, and he accidentally dialed 911, and the 911 operator was listening, and it's obviously recorded because it's 911, and he was talking about how it was the Molly Miller case, a buck knife, 
and how he shot him in the mouth and they're in Moxie Lake. And um, they did go and search Moxie, or Moxie Pond, sorry. I guess they did search Moxie Pond and they, they didn't find anything. But right about six, no, not six months, about a few months after the whole Molly Miller and Colt go missing, there was a huge fire on the Nip property in a ravine. And when the private investigator went and looked at this area, it looked just like the spot that Colt was describing to his friends. He said he was in a ravine, he climbed up a tree, he fell out and broke his leg. This little ravine where the fire was, you could see, I guess there was a broken tree branch. It's just really fascinating that he was able to um, triangulate from, um, cell phone tire, from cell phone records to pinpoint it was right there. Um, but the 911 call was very interesting because he definitely said Molly Miller and he definitely said a buck knife and shot him in, shot him in the mouth and it sounded like he said he could put his finger through the hole. I, it was, it was bizarre, but you know, as well as I do, that family knows, they know, and they're just trying to protect Nip for some reason. And it's, and it's sad because two families are suffering while another is out of jail, not in any trouble. But, um, I definitely would love to see resolution to this case. Like, I completely, I just resonate with Molly on so many different levels. Because when I was her age, I, you know, you can just, you know how when you just hear certain cases and you just get that feeling of, like, you connect with it, like, I wholeheartedly just, I really want this to get, um, solved, and the people that hurt those two to be, um, prosecuted, um, and I hope the justice don't let them down, the, you know, uh, the police force. I do know that hopefully with this show that it can get a lot of attention, and, um, even Molly's family don't know, I mean, some of them think that Con did hurt her. I'm pretty sure Paula don't think that Con would hurt her just because they have so much more information. But if someone was dropped off by your house and they never came out or returned home, there's no way that they could have just got lost. There's no way. One of them would have stumbled. I mean, I mean, I don't know, but it just, it just makes you so frustrated. Like, you just wish you could have been there and been like, okay, this is what we're going to do, you know. But it's always woulda, coulda, shoulda. But, um, I know that Paula did end up going to Khan's house. Um, she went there on September 1st of 2013 and I know that she was desperate for answers. And she asked Con if Molly and Colt were okay when he left them in the woods. And he said, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. He kept denying it to her. And then she was like, uh, he kept saying that he was never with Molly and Colt. I didn't leave them in the woods. And Paula was like, uh, we have the call records. We know that you guys were together. 
but he continued to, to deny it. And then she finally said, Con, I know she's dead. And then she, she um, continued by saying, claiming, uh, after she said, I know she's dead, it made him tear up. And she kind of seen a little bit of remorse in his eyes. And she pleaded with him to just tell her where Molly was. Um, but she don't think Nip killed her, like I said. But she believes that he knows exactly what happened to her. And um, I 100%... I don't know what to believe, but I 100% know that he knows. His brother knows. His grandpa knows. His cousins know. His mom knows. I feel like they all know. I mean, it's a small town, it's a big old family, and with a bunch of land, and no one's been able to search his land. And I know that they found a bunch of stolen, one stolen car on his property and a bunch of stolen cars on the property adjacent to his, um, to his land. But when you have that much land and you live out that far from town, I mean, the rules are totally different, and, you know... Maybe Molly saw something that she wasn't supposed to see and he killed her and then had to kill Colt because Colt saw him kill her, you know? You never know. And I just, let's pray and hope that this case can be solved. Um, I don't think I'm missing anything. I think that's about it. Um, I really hope that this case gets solved and uh, we figure out what happened to her. Um, her and him, they both deserve to be home. And the case deserves to be closed. Alright, that's all for this episode. I hope you guys have a good night or a good day or a good evening. Whatever the case may be. Um, if you have anything or know anything, I would say to definitely go to Paula's page. The Operation Find Molly Miller. Um, I know that the OSBI is now involved in this case, and I think they have taken over. Um, so thank you for listening, and I'll see you later.